the children of the forest. Welcome to episode 179 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nowatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm 14. I'm Liam, and I'm 11. And uh, we're here, and we're going to have kind of a regular show. I know right now the big kind of new thing is Mandalorian stuff. We're not going to talk about that until the end of the show. Okay, so we will talk about it at the end of the show. Uh, so that if people don't want to be spoiled about it or anything like that, uh, you know, they could just tune out once we start talking about the Mandalorian. Star Wars-y stuff that we've been up to. We have started our annual watch-through of yes. all of the Star Wars movies. Uh, usually this in the past, back when we only had six movies to watch, uh, it was a winter break, winter break. activity. That was always kind of hard to squeeze those six movies into our winter break. Now it's impossible. But now, oh, now we it's have, not impossible at all. We have 11 movies. It's harder this year, and it's also easier because we're not doing anything, but mm-hmm. we have more movies. <laughs> right. So we, we've been. No, I meant, but like if we tried to do it during oh, winter break. Oh, that right. would be, yeah, that would right. be hard. Uh huh. So I think it's been. It's been fun. Um, it's been kind of. It's a little, uh, a little jarring to watch the Mandalorian and then go watch the Phantom Menace, because I feel like they're so different. And when I put them next to each other, to me, the Phantom Menace feels like Star Wars. I know. The thing <laughs> is, with I didn't even think of that because I'm not even thinking of the Mandalorian as like Star Wars. Star Wars. I know. It's weird. You know, like, I, I think of it as Star Wars in my head, yeah. but I don't put it as, like, this is, like, the like the Skywalker saga. This is Star right. Wars. Right. Well, we're right. on the topic Even though it of is Man- Star Wars, I know that. Well, mm-hmm. we're on the topic of Mandalorian. This is not a spoiler. Mm-hmm. The new Fortnite season, the <laughs> tier one skin, uh. is Mandalorian of the Battle Pass, and you have to... The, the last thing, the highest level in the Battle Pass, guess what you get? <laughs> Yeah, a Baby Yoda back bling. A Baby Yoda what? <laughs> a Baby Yoda back bling. Like, it's a backpack, but it's like, it's oh. a sting and it trails behind you. Right. And it looks so adorable, right? But, <laughs> like, you, <laughs> it probably gets in the way, but still, it's so adorable. <laughs> and I so, watched this, I watched this YouTuber that had uh, a little Baby Yoda plush. Yeah. Right? And they were, like, talking about how it's in the game, and they were, like, and they, like... And they looked to their left, and they was like, oh my gosh, it's that thing from Fortnite. <laughs> when they looked at their Baby Yoda. Plush. Oh <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> if people start saying Baby Yoda's from Fortnite, I am mm. going to. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fine. Uh, so, so like the back bling thing, uh, that's usually like when you're diving, and you put uh, like a parachute out. That's It's usually like uh, involved with that, right? It's incorporated. No. No? Not most of them. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Oh. I thought that's what it was. So I thought maybe there was like a Baby Yoda parachute or something. No, No, but there's already like pets in the game and stuff. So it's sort of like a pet. And like with like there was a dog back bling and you can like pet them. That's right. That's right. And it's adorable. Oh, fun. That's cool. Yeah. That's good. I, I I like that Fortnite incorporates fun stuff like that. And mm-hmm. It's done Marvel, DC, yeah, yeah. Adidas, Star Wars. Adidas? Right. Strange. <laughs> John Ralph. Wick. John Wick. Yeah, so strange. Yeah. Um, 
<gasps> Quibby. <laughs> it's done everything. So weird. It's All done right. everything. So, so yeah. So there we go. Mandalorian is in, even in Fortnite now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So one thing uh, about the Phantom Menace uh, that I noticed. I always like to notice new things when I watch. And when I was watching, I noticed that many, many guards ran into the uh, the Naboo uh, he was royal. So the, so prominent about this, he just kept bringing it up. He was like, "So I've been thinking about these guards all day, right?" <laughs> so okay, so this is when like uh, they are trying to escape Naboo the first time, and or you know in, at the beginning, and uh, and it's kind of right after the. You know, the battle droid says, where are you taking them? And then Obi-Wan says to Coruscant. And he goes, uh, Coruscant does not compute. Uh, you're under arrest. Right? And then they shoot all the droids. And the pilots who are captured are freed. Uh, and then and then some of the pilots, it seems, start to run onto the like ship. Like three or four of them. But it looks like, I I mean, I, th- I kind of want to freeze frame this and count how many people run onto oh Padme's God. ship. because six. I counted six. Oh, I, I think it's closer to like 20. <laughs> I mean. Oh, I you? thought it was like 10. Oh, it like 10. Are so if you count weird. all of them. Okay. But here's the thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Then I started, wa- I started looking in the background on, on the ship. And there were none of and them there, there. No, there were people. There are people, like when when uh, really? like when Padme talks with Anakin uh, on the ship, you know, and it's cold in space, Annie, and stuff. Yeah. There's two people in the background, like working on stuff. <gasps> like there are guards in the background on the ship. There are people in the background on the ship doing stuff. Never more than two at a time. <sighs> and there's nowhere near like 20 people on that ship. And, and if you look at that ship from the outside and you like place a person next to it and you look at how skinny oh. that ship is, the, how, how slim it is, there's no way you could fit that many people on that ship. It's just funny to me. Uh, and I never noticed it before. So next time you watch the Phantom Menace, uh, you know, which will probably be within the next week because most people watch it once a week. Uh, it's <laughs> that good. And, uh, Next time you watch it, uh, take note of how many people are running onto that uh, Nubian, uh, what do you call it? I can't remember. Um, <laughs> the Nubian something or other. Uh, um, other one other thing yeah. I noticed yeah. about the Phantom Menace is how much Qui-Gon uses force tricking. <laughs> oh, yeah. He uses it so much. I didn't even realize. But he only uses it like three times. He uses it on oh, Boss he uses Nass it like, twice. He uses it like ten, at least ten times in the movie, at least. Ten times? I don't know. Oh, I'm that. pretty yeah. sure he uses it a ton. It's like his main force power. What's He's Bas- just like, Who's Boss blah, 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 blah. Boss Nass, the Gungan? I'm forgetting for his... Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, of course. We're <laughs> gonna speed you on your way? Yeah. Um, so, he, he does use it on Jar Jar, too. He overdoes it. Yeah, when he, Jar Jar's freaking out in the bongo. I know he yeah. he does it so much. <laughs> so he tries to use it on so, Watto so, so much. Okay, all right. Well, we'll have to Wato. next time. We'll have to do a count. I, he does. He. I feel next like. Week. Wait. <laughs> next week. Yeah. Wait. Did he actually did use it on Watto? He tried to. No, no, no. But later in the movie, this uh, this might be completely wrong. 
No, but but when they're trying no. to make a deal and and Watto's talking about how like um, no, I will not let you I will not trade mm. Annie or Shmi, right? I'm pretty sure I remember Qui-Gon doing a mind trick. No, no, he was he, like just a boy. He forces the dice to oh, land. Oh yeah, well he does yeah. that. He a lot no, of deception. Yeah, there was he a lot of deception. He deceives a lot. Yeah, he like does. he lies to Anakin about why he's testing his blood. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, Obi-Wan learned from the best, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he's he's <laughs> doing he's doing good with his sure. manipulation and not manipulation, but you know, yeah. trickery. Yeah, yeah. But it's still like this is kind of scary how good he is at it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, we are now in the middle of Attack of the Clones, so... Yes, uh, and it's very cringy. <laughs> yeah, it seems like every year we watch that, we, we cringe a little bit more, yeah. especially as your kids get older. And, I okay, I was so, so glad I had a blanket so I could just hide whenever Anakin says anything to cause, Padme. Because our mom, <laughs> literally every five minutes in the Padme and Anakin scene, she's like... <gasps> we know it's cringy she's like like, i just can't handle it it's just too bad yeah every (laughs) every five minutes you're just like anakin's such a jerk and i'm like yeah (sighs) we know mama we know that's it was on purpose but he's our jerk (laughs) all right we have some listener mail let's get to it it's time to read some emails that we got from our listeners. Listener emails make us happy and they are super fun to read. Yeah, it's time to read some emails that we got from our listeners. Listener emails are really fun to read. All right, we heard from some new listeners. Well, they're new to us, but uh, they've been listening for years, according to them. Uh, so that's cool. I like to hear from people who have, we haven't heard from before. Uh, mm-hmm. It says, thank you for a wonderful podcast that we've been listening to for years. The Zoom Where It Happens episode inspired us to finally write and let you know that Vivian, 12, and Charlie, 9, literally fall asleep to your podcast every night, and we put enough of enough of them in the queue that random episodes play all night long if either wakes up in the middle of the night. Oh my god. <laughs> Most of the episodes the kids have memorized, and they always ask me when a new episode is coming out. As a dad, we all love Star Wars, and thank you for a family-friendly podcast. Charlie loves the analysis of your Mandalorian and movie episodes and the fun episodes where you can be creative like Halloween and Zoom. He wants to be on the next Zoom episode as a guest if you will have him, of course. Yeah. So would Vi- and so would Vivian. That'd so, be yeah, fun. Of course. Uh, Vivian loves how you talk about Star Wars and how you have book recommendations and Liam's music. I love how you talk back and forth with your kids about everything current in Star Wars and the world. The fun gamut of different episode topics... And how knowledgeable you all are about Star Wars. They love Stump the Lump. They would love if you read this email. Oh, well, here we go. In an upcoming episode. <laughs> Stay creative, Ken, Vivian, and Charlie. All right. Well, hey. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. That is... Very kind. Very kind. Very and that kind. is not, not the Charlie that we have had on the show before, no, obviously. And, um, now, there yeah. are two of them. Oh, <laughs> very nice. Uh, that was perfect. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Uh, yeah, that's a very nice email, and that's all I have to say about that. Really, I just really appreciate it. Thank you so much for reaching out, and um, we will definitely let you know if and when we do our next Zoom episode. I think we will have to do one of those. Yeah. 
probably this winter at some point. Maybe like because we're just gonna be so bored. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a long winter. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. all right, um, we have more feedback uh, about Duel of the Fates. So we finished last week, right? Was that last week? Yes, that was last <laughs> yes, it week. was. Uh, I've, we we put out our last Duel of the Fates episode. Now we have all five episodes up. And uh, you can listen to the whole thing. And uh, both Nyan and Ish sent us their feedback about Duel of the Fates and what they thought of it. Nyan says, it was okay. I didn't find myself laughing at all throughout the script. And the writing was, quite frankly, pretty bad. (laughs) I did like how Rose was an actual character in this instead of just being sidelined, like in The Rise of Skywalker. But in almost every other way, The Rise of Skywalker was much better. All right. I agree. Uh, well, yeah, that's... Sort of. Yeah. And Ish says, I liked the Duel of the Fates read-through, but I'm glad they did The Rise of Skywalker instead. If they had done this one and R2 would have died, I would have cried so much. The lightsaber that General Hux had, was it Mace Windu's? And I think that is what we're led to believe. It was a purple lightsaber, right? Yeah. yeah. We haven't so really seen any other that's purple lightsabers. The only, yeah, and it would make sense that you know, there would be a purple lightsaber in a collection on Coruscant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. True. That maybe the Emperor had and it left it was left over. We didn't know what happened to Mace Windu. We don't know. Oh. We still don't know. Yeah. Mace Windu I could mean, still be out there. He died probably. Does survive being split in Does he still have his lightsaber when he gets thrown out? The lightsaber falls out the window before he does. See this is a problem I have while I was uh-huh. watching The Phantom Menace, okay? How did Qui-Gon get stabbed? Mm-hmm. He had Obi-Wan there with him, right? Okay? Mm-hmm. Darth Maul got cut in half. Mm-hmm. He wasn't with any of his alliances or anything. Mm-hmm. He fell down this huge pit, <laughs> and he survived. What the heck? But Qui-Gon didn't. But Qui-Gon didn't. Just read the gosh like, darn Read Oh my gosh. The read the comic. I think he fell into like Bacta or something. He he oh, did he fell into liquid so he yeah, didn't get hurt. That's true, I think that's true. And that is legends, by put, the way. But also so, it was like it was yeah. like basically he was put in ice, like he was trapped in ice, sorta. Uh, he was trapped some in like, sort a of containment tube, thing. Containment. Yeah. And um and then brought to the trash world, right? Yes. On local, okay, local I understand minor. that it happened in some way, right? Uh huh. Oh. <laughs> but what are the odds? Okay. What are the odds? Got so, through, so here's the thing. The stab through his heart. Yes, and that's right. He like I internal guess. organs that are vital to the that's to fair. continued life that's were fair. punctured, right? Whereas it's like, Maul would you rather not just, have a heart or not have your legs? Maul just lost his legs. Exactly. That's true. Um, well, he lost more than his legs, but this is a PG podcast, so we're not gonna we're not gonna go there. Um, so, and also, we don't really know the don't really know the anatomy of um, oh. Zabrax. So yeah. So what? Who knows, um, right? We have another email. <laughs> anyway, no, hold on, hold on. No, we're not done with this yet. I mean, I'm done with that, but we're not done with this. Um, so, so you know, if you listen to Dave Filoni, right, and he and George Lucas talked about this, the the uh, the reason Maul clung to life, right, was that the darks for the dark side for the for the Sith there is no afterlife. They never mm-hmm. accept death, and that's a main difference between the Sith and the Jedi. The Jedi accept that death is a part 
of of life and yeah. that you know it comes for us all That's why and then we become part so of the long. living force right um and right so so they cling yeah like palpatine was clinging and he was a human he was clinging to life so hard that his, his fingers were stumps yeah <laughs> um so you know like he clung to life so hard that he was even in a body that wasn't his original body right like that's how this how much the sith need to stay alive because they know there's nothing beyond death for them but the jedi right. know that it's it's all this it's a good thing it, it, it's not a good thing but it's, it's a, something it's to, a natural thing to you know, it's a natural thing that you should just let it happen. You know, it's nature yeah. saying, hey, it's time to move on. We're going to bring in new people to this world who can do mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. What does Yoda tell Anakin about about letting go and about the people who've died? Doesn't he, Does he say rejoice for those who have died? Maybe. He says something like that, when right? When does he like, say that? In Revenge of the Sith. Oh. Uh, he says something like that, right? Where it's like be happy for the people who have died because now they are part of the living force or something like that, mm-hmm. which like personally, I don't agree with that, but you know, like, I don't think that's really, I mean, of course this life is the only life we have and maybe they have in the real become... world. Right. But like, but also to recognize that death is a part of life and you don't right. have to necessarily be afraid of it. Right. Because once it happens to you, you're not going to, you're not going to, you're think not going to know you're, you're not going to be alive. So you <laughs> right. won't care. Cause there will be no you. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what how, we believe. That's at least. how I feel about it. Yeah, that's how we believe. Yeah. So, so okay. Our belief. So good, good question, Anna. That's kind of how Filoni and Lucas have explained it. Yeah. But also, there's the anatomy of like, you know, heart being. Yeah, true. You know, lightsabered. <laughs> uh, it's too bad that you know Obi Wan didn't know how to force heal like Ray does. Right? Yeah, too bad. Jeez, um, come on, Obi Wan. Remind me of that force healing when we talk about uh, the Mandalorian. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, we also got some feedback about the holiday special. Uh, Ish and Nyan also watched that, and they both wanted to let us know what they thought of that. Uh, Nyan says, I was extremely underwhelmed. <laughs> After I had seen all these four-star reviews, I was expecting a bit more than 45 minutes of time travel, relying on nostalgia from old fans to gain approval <laughs> some of the humor was funny but when it tried to be serious it was kind of cringe inducing i didn't like it that much at all but i can respect people who did the thing with the nostalgia thing mm-hmm. i live for nostalgia i breathe <laughs> for nostalgia <laughs> you, you walk for nostalgia I walk. you talk for nostalgia <laughs> <laughs> you drink nostalgia and eat nostalgia. Okay. okay. Anyways, <laughs> what I was trying to say mm-hmm. was that I love nostalgia and it makes me feel a certain way inside, and I, that's why I really liked it. Yeah. It makes you feel nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way you feel. That's the way I feel. But some people don't like nostalgia. Some people don't like yeah. the way nostalgia feels. Yeah. I understand that. It mm. kind of feels sad. Mm. But. I also I also really like it. So. Yeah. I so Nyan, I want you to remember. I have a love hate relationship. With I want I want you to remember how accepting we are of your criticism of something that we liked because later on in this episode, uh, the roles might be reversed. Uh oh. So I just want you to hold on to that. Uh oh. <laughs> what Ish had to say about the holiday special is: I just watched it and it was okay. It was kind of boring to watch because there wasn't much action. I like the idea that Finn will become a Jedi, and I think they should put that into an actual Star Wars movie. 
They also included Finn and Rose a little more, and I liked that. Finn is definitely Force-sensitive, so they should do something big with him. I think it was unfair how Finn appeared like a huge character in The Force Awakens, but then kind of shrank back. Same with Rose. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This Thank you. This has writing skills. Yep. They all do. They all do, I know. Yeah, they have such yeah. good writing skills, right. you guys. You should have so, an A-plus in English class. <laughs> yeah, you guys should start your own podcasts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, honestly. Wait, you should do it. No, they should, they should get together did. and start Two their own podcast. Did. Yeah, they have, but they ish and I haven't. Oh, um, they should get so, together and yeah, start it. Yeah. So Maybe I've been meaning up. since the summer to read some of this article from GQ, the magazine. Uh, it was an interview with John Boyega. And Ish, your email about this really made me remember that I was going to do this and that it's important to do. Uh, to read this and to give, you know, to talk about what John Boyega said. And so we're going to, I'm going to read quite a bit here, but I really think it's important. So um, the title of the article is, I'm the only cast member whose experience of Star Wars was based on their race. So, so the article reads, and it's not really like an interview, it's more of a story, right? So it says like, John Boyega says this. And, okay, so I'm just going to read it the way it was written. It's so difficult to maneuver, he says, exhaling deeply, visibly calibrating the level of professional diplomacy to display. You get yourself involved in projects, and you're not necessarily going to like everything. But what I would say to Disney is do not bring out a black character, market them to be much more important in the franchise than they are, and then have them pushed to the side. It's not good. I'll say it straight up. And then the article says, he is talking about himself here, about the character of Finn, the former stormtrooper who wielded a lightsaber in the first film before being somewhat nudged to the periphery, meaning kind of like to the sidelines. But he is also talking about other people of color in the cast. Naomi Aki and Kelly Marie Tran and even Oscar Isaac, who, who uh, Boyega calls a brother from Guatemala, uh, who he feels suffered the same treatment. He is acknowledging that some people will say he's crazy or making it up, but the reordered character hierarchy of The Last Jedi was particularly hard to take. So what he's talking about here is like in The Force Awakens, Finn was one of the main characters, right? He was definitely yeah. one of the big three, Yeah. right? And in The Last Jedi, he... was he... mostly Rey and Kylo and Luke. Yep. Yeah. Um... And he, yeah, he he and Rose, you know, Finn and Rose had, like, a side adventure, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't really necessarily about Finn as much as it was about Rose, kind of introducing the character of Rose, too. They were like, you know how it cut scenes? They were like that scene you cut to, kind of where you want to go back to the last scene again. It was the B plot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yes. uh, yeah, not the yeah. A plot. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, John Boyega says, Like, you guys knew what to do with Daisy Ridley. You knew what to do with Adam Driver. You knew what to do with these other people. But when it, but when it came to Kelly Marie Tran, when it came to John Boyega, you know... And this is a PG PG uh, podcast, so I can't say what he said. But what it, what it means is, you don't know what you're doing, basically. When it came to John Boyega and Kelly Marie Tran, you didn't know what you were doing. So, what do you want me to say? What they want me to say is... I enjoyed being a part of it. It was a great experience. No, no, no. I'll take that deal when it's a great experience. They gave all the nuance to Adam Driver, all the nuance to Daisy Ridley. Let's be honest. Daisy knows this. Adam knows this. Everybody knows. I'm not exposing anything. 
I'm the only cast member who has had their own unique experience of that franchise based on their race. He says, holding my gaze. Let's just leave it like that. It makes you angry with a process like that. It makes you much more militant. It changes you because you realize I got given this opportunity, but I'm in an industry that wasn't even ready for me. Nobody else in the cast had people saying they were going to boycott the movie because they were in it. Nobody else had the uproar and death threats sent to their Instagram DMs and social media saying black this and black that and you shouldn't be a stormtrooper. Nobody else had that experience, but yet people are surprised that I'm this way. That's my frustration. So. Wow. Yeah, it's a very powerful article and I really recommend reading the whole thing. So, you know, it's, it was not the greatest experience for him. And like, we should not be surprised that it wasn't, you know, like it's, I am surprised, Yeah, but I shouldn't be. Right. So, Hmm. so I think, um, and then stuff has come out since this, like he, he, there's another article that talks about how, um, he actually called like Kathleen Kennedy called him after this article came out and they had a real conversation about, about his experience and he said that she really you know listened to him and you know what i mean so yeah. so like they're trying they're I, try. I, I hope and they're i'm not, really i'm not I would, meaning to be racist well probably that's, that's usually the case yeah it's usually the case that people aren't mm-hmm. meaning to be racist yeah um so so yeah you know hopefully we will get a movie ish where you know it's a finn movie and we see Finn becoming a Jedi. That would be or, super cool. Or Finn, maybe five years after he has trained to become a Jedi, and he is a Jedi now. And what's he going to do? You know, where does he go? What kind of yeah. adventure does he have? Like, that would be awesome. That would be, That'd be really so great. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thank you, Ish and Ian, for those for those emails. And I know I have other emails I need to get to, but we also try to keep this podcast to about an hour and... Uh, I'm going to try to get to more of the emails next week. Uh, And I'm actually, we're going to get to some more later on in this episode. So, but uh, for now, Liam, do you have any music that you'd like to share with us? I would love to play a song, especially since we got an email that said uh, Vivian, right? Really likes your music. So I thought uh, we could play a song for Liam's music corner. Let Go from my new album. Let Go from your new album? Uh-huh. What's the name of your new album? Calls. Calls? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's listen to Let Go from Calls by... What's the name of... Uh, Young the Kid. Young the Kid. Let's All right. go. Young the Kid. Let's listen. Hello. Please leave a message after the tone. In case I die tomorrow Thinking about life Case I die tomorrow 
What's the big idea? Couple meals in my bank account. Rich and famous, armed and dangerous. I'll do everything this afternoon. Just in case that I might die soon. Counting bands, I'll get more in June. While we're dreaming, I'll also be the man that walks to the moon. And I'll live life, and I'll die life. That don't make sense, yeah, but it's alright. Neither does life. We take life for granted. Life blows, sarcasm implied. Roll the dice, life stabs you, but it's only like a butter knife. I'm fine, I'm not sure if I'm lying. I think I'm being honest, that's gonna be a problem, but problems we can solve them. We just gotta let go. Yeah, we just gotta let go. We just gotta let go, let go, let go, let go, let go. I let go and now I'm falling. Lazy, I be ballin'. Fists out, oh now we're brawling. Now I'm tryna stall em. I don't like losing, listen to this beat, it be booming. I don't take shots, I be shooting. I think that my message has been proven. Counting all my blessings in case I die tomorrow. Thinking about life in case I die tomorrow. What's the big idea? Couple meals in my bank account. Rich and famous, armed and dangerous. Let go, let go, let go, let go, let go. Let go, I feel like a gecko. I change colors like I'm Two-Face. I hear my own echoes. All right, awesome. Thank you, Liam, for that song. Really appreciate it. Uh, really kind of cool to see how you're coming along with making music and how it's changing, you know, how, how your music's different from how it used to be. And yeah, and you're writing lyrics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Pretty awesome. All right, well, let's head on over to the news. All right. Well, some sad news this week. Uh, David Prowse, who played Darth Vader in every way except the voice in the original trilogy, uh, died at the age of 85 last week. And his daughter, also, his daughter did say, uh, like a, a couple days after he died, that it was of COVID-related complications, and that stinks. Uh, yeah. It's super sad. So you know. Uh, May the force be with his family, and we're going to talk a little bit more about David Prowse as Darth Vader uh, with our question and answer council and stump the lump. But uh, you know, if you think about it, like the original trilogy, right? Like James Earl Jones is Darth Vader's voice, but everything else was David Prowse. Yeah. You know, like um, the voice doesn't mean anything if the if the the acting, you know, the actual body acting when you're looking at the screen, right? If it doesn't show you something, right? Like, yeah. it's amazing what people can do underneath a mask. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I think we see that in The Mandalorian, too. Mm-hmm. And, and we see it with, we saw it with C-3PO, too. Uh, you know, Anthony Daniels conveyed amazing amounts of emotion, too, right? Underneath mm-hmm. a mask, right? And uh, so, yeah, just, you know... I think David Prowse doesn't get a lot of love and uh, because the voice is so commanding, you know, people focus on James Earl Jones, but it's like, no, he's, 
he's a huge part of Vader. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, there's an old black and white photo that I saw online that was, made me kind of sad because it was him and, and like, um, you know, Harrison Ford, but then also Carrie Fisher and Mark mm-hmm. Hamill and Peter Mayhew and, uh, and Kenny Baker wasn't in the photo, but also just thinking of Kenny Baker and, you know, we're like, this movie's been out for a long time, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there's it's a just, lot of old actors. Yeah. It's, uh, that it's, sad. <laughs> it's sad, <laughs> you know? And I, th- mm-hmm. I think about like when I was a kid and hearing the names of like famous actors who are, who, who like died and not knowing who they were because I never watched any of their movies. Right. Right. And I think that's a little bit different these days because, you know, it's so much easier to watch older movies. And then also right. like, I want you to watch the movies I watched when I was a and kid. When you... And like my parents didn't really care if I watched the movies. And that it matters they more to you also. Cause well, yeah. these are movies you grew up with well, as a kid. Right. You lived a somewhat long life. Yeah. 85 is a good, you know, it's, it's yeah. a, yeah, you had a full life full life so um yeah so well let's head over to the question and answer council and uh talk some more about vader it's the question and answer council where we ask questions and answer them all right so in honor of david prowse uh are we're going to talk about the best what we think is the best physical vader performance in the original trilogy um so with david prowse in the suit i got mine i think you have yours Liam. okay so well no we're just talking the original trilogy four five six right i don't have mine all right well (laughs) one of my favorite gonna say rogue one I oh, want yeah. Them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of them is either the Cloud City battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or when he comes to um when he comes to Hoth. Hmm. He just has a really commanding presence. Hmm, when he's kind of walking through the ice tunnel. Yeah. The ice caves and yeah. 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 It's just like a really like, oh you know he's there. Mm-hmm. He means business. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Liam? Like the fight on the Death Star, too. With Luke. And oh, him. yeah. Yeah. That was pretty. How old was that guy when he filmed that? Third, was it 30 years ago? 35 years ago, and he's 85, so. 40? 40? Wait. 50. 50. Yeah. How did you know he was 50? <laughs> wow. Oh, my. Well, so. Talented man. And also, like, I don't know exactly which, you know, uh, which scenes are, true, are you know, Vader and a, a stuntman in a Vader suit, or David Prowse in a, you know, like, yeah. uh, it could be mix and match. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, you know, like t- times when he's like leaping down stuff that might not be David yeah, Prowse. I'm not sure. Old there, he was old, but he was also a bodybuilder. He was a very physical person. Yeah, you know, yeah, he was super physical. Well, yeah. then he might have been yeah, able to yeah. do that stuff. Um, so I have my favorite moment, and probably my favorite Vader moment uh, in all, is not an action moment, but it's the moment when, right after Luke calls him Anakin and says that I know, I've accepted that you're my father, and you know, yeah. and uh, you will not take me to the Emperor, right? When they're on Endor, and Luke gives himself up, and it's it's that scene, but it's after it's actually after Luke is taken away. And Vader is left alone with his thoughts. 
Yeah. And he just kind of looks out the window and you can just see, and it's, it's just, I mean, it's the music too, right? But there's no, there's no vocals, right? He doesn't say anything. Right. So it's just the music and just looking at Vader and just, I don't know how he does it. Just like, what did I, <laughs> what am I done with my life? Right, exactly. Yeah. I'm a horrible person. Yeah, and you I'm see I'm a horrible it. human being and I'm technically not even a human being. Like his, he looks sad, but his mask looks the same as when he looks angry. You know, it's like the many emotions of Darth Vader, you know, like that joke of the, <laughs> you know, yeah. So I, I just love that scene so much. Uh, and, and I think the acting behind the mask really sells it. Mm-hmm. Along with John Williams' music, of course. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go to stump the lump. All right. We got a Vader stump the lump. Here we go. First time we ever see Darth Vader in Star Wars, he walks through the door that was blown open on the Tanta V4. And then he does something after he walks through the door. What does he do? Okay. Either he forces the troopers aside or he force chokes someone. The first thing he does after he walks through the door. Keeps on walking. Nope. He looks around. Breathes. Mm. He's been in there before, so it has to be something special. No. <laughs> well, I don't know. He does look around, but what does he look at? The dead people? Yeah. He walks through the door, and he looks down at the floor to the left, and looks down at the floor to the right, and he really, uh. like, angles his helmet down, because, like... Like, I think David Prowse was actually, like, trying to see the people on the floor. And, like, you got these little eye holes in your mask. You know, like, when you're wearing a Halloween mask and you're trying to look at something, you put your head way down. So so he puts his head way down and he looks looks (laughs) to both sides to to look at. So that's, like, the first Oh, I think I remember that. He just goes all the way down. And it's interesting that he looks at the dead bodies like he, that. Yeah. Why Wait, would he guys? He goes like much? this much down. Well, that's a long ways down, Liam. Reminds me of our first like, episode. Yeah, like episode it's zero. It's like so <laughs> big. It's like this big. No, no, and they all go like. <laughs> they do that really is it somebody in the head or something <laughs> okay. all right. oh goodness all right oh my gosh okay well uh i said we'd talk about it at the end of the episode and uh we're we're getting toward the end so here is our mandalorian corner we call it uh, Liam's music corner we gotta find a better name alert. oh sorry spoiler alert but but bum spoiler alert <laughs> So, yeah, spoilers for Mando. You have been warned. We will do spoilers in three, two, two one. Drop okay. it, Grogu. <laughs> so, <laughs> Grogu, yeah. All right, so let's let's first let's talk about where we're at. Grogu. Uh, Grogu. There are only three episodes left of this season. Ahsoka. Grogu. Uh, <laughs> Baby <laughs> So we have some some reviews sent to us for Mission Nine, 
uh, and uh, about about the episodes that have come before. So we'll we'll kind of work our way through uh, what we haven't gotten to yet, right? Uh, oh, uh, and this isn't really an episode review, but Ish sent us a, a headline that he liked. And the headline was, The Mandalorian message for 2020. If we fight amongst ourselves, the monster will kill us all. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of about the first season. Uh, mostly, or the first, first episode, episode of the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that's when it was written. Or maybe after the second episode. What was the first episode of the season? With the crate dragon, you know? Yeah. Well, I thought that was the second episode. Nope. What was the second? Second episode of Spiders. All right, so Nyan sent us a compiled review of episode three, four, and five. I don't care about episode two, he said. <laughs> <laughs> so, not a fan of the spider the episode. The thing is, I don't like the spiders. Yeah. I like the frog lady, though. She's yeah. awesome, and she uh, cares about her babies. She just wants to get back, live a good life, but she can run fast, and she can fight, and she's strong and strong-willed, and she's also really good at mechanics. I like her. Yep. <laughs> she looks weird. Cheers to frog lady. If people don't like her, I swear. Okay. <laughs> I just said she's weird. <laughs> All right, so Nine says about episode three, uh, he kind of gives a non-spoiler review and a spoiler review. I'm going to sort of summarize his, uh, non-spoiler review, uh, that, uh, he liked it. Uh, weird Quarren, one of his favorite episodes because they name dropped Ahsoka. Uh, That's a Ahsoka spoiler. is his favorite character in all of Star Wars. So that made him really happy. He said the acting toward the end was a bit iffy. And he says, spoiler review, Bo-Katan. She was absolutely amazing. And the actress who played her, Katie Sackhoff, and I believe voiced her in the animated shows. Yes, she did. Embodied both her morality and her coolness. <laughs> the ending sequence with the Gozanti freighter felt like a scene straight out of Rebels. It, yeah, it really did. did. Especially because it was a Gozanti freighter. I love it. Uh, we didn't really see those until Rebels. Also, Bo-Katan's theme was absolutely amazing. The only reason I don't give it five stars is because I feel like some of the acting, especially that slightly idiotic, idiotic Imperial captain who got sucked out of the ship, <laughs> I kind of liked that he was idiotic. Uh, also, Bo-Katan's fighting skills made Mando, the original Mando, look like a clumsy person who can barely shoot a blaster, but it was funny, so I don't care. <laughs> uh, episode four. He said it was fine. It was entertaining, but I felt like it was kind of pointless. So this is the episode where Mandalorian goes to um, back to uh, Navarro. I get right? that because, like, for for me, it wasn't very interesting to me, except for the stuff with the scientist and mm, yeah. the midichlorian stuff. Yeah, and whatever. And whatever I loved suits. that episode. Yeah. I loved you that loved episode. You loved that episode, yeah. yeah. It was one of I, my favorites. I liked it too. I liked you know, it too. family reunion. You liked the reunion, yeah. Mm -hmm. He said, I did laugh a couple times at a certain blue man. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was mostly impatient and mad that they kept procrastinating Ahsoka being on the I show. I know, me well, too. Well, that's, that's why you didn't like the episode, yeah. I get it. I also feel like this episode was kind of just a filler episode. With a little bit of main story stuck on to the end. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah, I was kind of yeah. just saying. <laughs> I actually, I like filler episodes. <laughs> I do too, for the bad. most part. They're always so fun. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean. Like, we just don't get, we, we just don't get, like, content, really. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. It's just. Sure. It's so fun. 
he says, although the plot was fun and the ending was interesting to say the least more on that later, I couldn't help but be mad at the episode for multiple reasons. It was number one. It was stopping me from seeing Ahsoka. So naturally I'm going to be mad. Number two, Cara Dune. I tried to enjoy Cara Dune as a character while watching the show, but I couldn't stop thinking about what the actress was saying on Twitter. And that ruined my enjoyment of the character. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Just think about is, her as a I honestly uh, kind of just tried to just forget about that. Yeah. Like I did forget think, about it think, because think about what she said. Think about how it's wrong. Just don't do it while try not to do it while <laughs> you're watching. Like it's don't hard to, try it's hard not to, to like when you think about the about Cara Dune and the actor are in the same. Yeah, don't think way. of Cara Dune as the actor of Cara Dune. Think of the actor of Cara Dune as Cara Dune. <laughs> like think of her as Cara Dune, <laughs> the kick butt character in the show, not. The okay. person, right? You know, I'm yes. just saying you can. Yeah, I'm saying you can it. separate yeah. the actor and the character. I know that's hard, but I'm actually pretty good at that, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> it it can be done. Um, it's you know, difficult though, so. it is. It is. Uh, one thing that I think helps is like think of like hmm, I think I've used this example before, but I'm trying to think of like a, a a book that I really like, but it's written by someone who had really horrible thoughts about something you know like like there's there's you can enjoy the piece of art without liking the artist right yes um like uh, jackson pollock who did a lot of really cool paintings that i like was super mean to a lot of people um but his paintings are to me they they i, I love them you know and i can love them without loving him so I can like the char- character of Cara Dune without uh, liking Gina Carano, right? Yeah. Yes. Another and example of that being Harry Potter. Yep. Yep. So, uh, and that's a, an example very much in the same way. Uh, very, very much. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, although, I, I, uh, yeah. I, you I know, know, my, yeah, my, my, my gut instinct is to apologize to Nyan. I know, but that is that not. But too. I'm not going to do that because I won't apologize for talking about it on the show because I think it's important. Um, yeah. And I don't. And also, I don't want to assume that I'm the only way that he found out about it. But I, it's possible yeah. that it's possible that and we don't were. Don't feel bad, Nyan. We're not trying to like. No, no, no. Say you're the bad guy or anything. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, all but I'm just saying, like, I yeah, like this is important stuff to talk about. But we can also just enjoy, try to enjoy the show, and that's fine. So. Um, we just don't but I'm bring with you. I had a really hard time enjoying her as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Maybe that was why I didn't like it as much. It could be. Subconsciously in the back of my mind, I yep. was just thinking about that. Number three problem. They were bullying the poor Mithril guy. It kind of resembled slavery, but they played it off as a joke, and I kind of felt bad for the guy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Overall, I think, we all, I think we all got it as a joke, but still felt a little bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, should it have been something they joked mm-hmm. about? And should yeah. you have kept being like, okay, I'm taking this time off of your thing. I'm adding this time oh, off of, like, yeah, yeah. that was just taking a little far. It was funny. I, I enjoyed it, but it was also just like, eh. Yeah. Mm. He says, overall, I enjoyed watching the episode, but not as much as I should have. 
Oh, also, why were they making Snokes in a jar? I don't think those were Snokes. <laughs> I don't think those were Snokes. Those were not Snokes. I don't think. I don't know. I mean, they uh, we didn't be, get that good the of a look. The Emperor made Snokes, so. We didn't get a good look at them. But yeah, but this could be related to what the Emperor is doing on Exegol, right? Um, all right. And then Ish said about the episode, uh, Star Wars officially has macaroons. <laughs> are, those, are those macaroons or macarons? Those would be macaroons. Okay. Also, I knew at least... That one alien guy fixing Mando's ship was a traitor because they kept the camera on him for like three seconds. I yeah, know. I know. It's a... Also, when the biker scouts were riding down the mountain after all of them in the big tank and two of them crashed and exploded, my brother said to my parents, so that's why you never let us get into mountain biking. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, all right. Now on to the big one. The last Friday's episode. Nyan says, ah! This episode was amazing due to the name drop of a certain Imperial and the great storytelling. I don't know how Filoni does it. Also, the appearance of a character that is amazing. Yes! Uh, this is his non-spoiler, right? So he's not naming Ahsoka, but that's okay. The storyline of this episode was really engrossing and Dave Filoni somehow managed to combine main story and side mission at the same time. Definitely my favorite episode of this season. And then his spoiler review is Ahsoka! <laughs> that made me extremely happy. Rosario Dawson did a great job as her, although the voice was a little off. Little off. The acting was great. Also, they revealed the name and backstory of Baby Yoda, although I'm probably just going to call him Baby Yoda anyway. At the end, I think they opened up a very big possibility that another Jedi could come into play. I am hoping for Ezra, and that would tie into the Thrawn thing, but I have a feeling they might put in Luke. Mm. As much as I like Luke, I would be mad if they put him in. Me too. I would much rather Ezra. Also, what happened to Sabine? She just disappeared off the face of the galaxy, I guess. <laughs> what my... Seems like something she did. What yeah. my thing was, mm -hmm. was I thought maybe Sabine and Ahsoka split up, so they wouldn't draw mm. as much attention to themselves. Yeah. So Sabine is going to find like another person who has connections to Thrawn, mm. and then they'd come back together and put the pieces together. Yeah, maybe. Um, I just won't really want to see Sabine, and that's the only way I can think of that we're going to see her. Maybe they just are, couldn't find an actor that looked and sounded enough like Sabine. <laughs> they wouldn't just do that i'll i'll read something that actually i was wait, i was gonna save but i'll read it now because this is in relation to that uh so vanity fair had an interview with dave filoni and uh rosario dawson well two different interviews but they kind of put them together uh anyway they ask filoni uh, that quest we learn that ahsoka's on is a search for the villain grand admiral thrawn the last time fans saw Ahsoka was this spring's finale of The Clone Wars, but in the actual Star Wars chronology, the last time we saw her was at the end of Rebels, venturing off with Sabine Wren to find Ezra Bridger, who vanished along with Thrawn. Where does that scene fit in with where we find her in The Mandalorian? And Filoni's answer is... Right. But no, it's an interesting one. That's not necessarily chronological. I think the thing that people will most not understand is they want to go in a linear fashion. But as I've learned as a kid, nothing in Star Wars really works in a linear fashion. You do episodes 4, 5, and 6, and then 1, 2, and 3. So in the vein of that history, when you look at the epilogue of Rebels, that last section of Rebels, right? Mm -hmm. Where they, we saw kind of what happened you know, a couple years later, right? Uh, you don't really know how much time has passed. So it's possible that the story I'm telling in The Mandalorian actually takes place prior to that. Oh my possible. gosh. Possible. I'm saying it's possible, Dave Filoni said. Wait, so that's in that, true! 
that's so, true. Oh my gosh. And that would fit in. And that was only like four years later, right? Well, how old is is Hera and Kanan's son when we see him in the cockpit? He's like eight. So that would be eight years later then. Oh my gosh, wait. Oh my gosh, wait, 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 And, and wait, this, wait. Ta- this story takes place six years after. Oh. Now we don't know that's how crazy. old we don't know how old he was, right? We don't. And we assume but he looked like eight. We assume that scene is around the same time as the scene when Ahsoka and you know Ahsoka appears to Sabine, right? right? Like we assume those things are taking place at around the same time, right? In the story, but they could not be. They could not be, right? But they probably are, probably. right? Like this is like, and here we are now, right? right? Here's how it is now, and they don't say when now is, right? How many years after uh, Return of the Jedi is it? Right. right. I would say Hera and Kanan's son looked at least five years old. He didn't yeah. look like he was. No, he, he didn't was, look like he was a baby no, or a toddler or no, anything. No, no. So, so in that case, maybe, you know, uh, maybe Ahsoka finds out where Thrawn is in this Mandalore. We don't see, right, mm-hmm. what the answer to that question was. Where is Thrawn? We don't see the answer. To right. That. Maybe she got the answer. Maybe. And now she's on her way to Lothal. That's true. I mean, to pick up Sabine, to go Sabine. look for Ezra. To go look for Ezra. But Maybe how would that person know reason. where Thrawn is? That's the thing. How would she know where Thrawn is? Thrawn disappeared with Ezra. So Well, but if Thrawn is somehow communicating yeah, yeah. with her, because she said, where's your boss before? Mm, yeah. And then she said, where's Thrawn? So if he's communicating mm-hmm. with her somehow, telling her what to do. Yeah. I do like I mean, the, is he with Ezra then? Or is uh, he with not with Ezra? Or is he holding him captive? Or right. like what the heck is happening? Who knows? I do like the idea that this takes place before that though. I do like that. That's really cool. Especially because a problem that I had, and I know it's kind of nitpicky, but this Ahsoka looks way younger than the Ahsoka we see in Rebels. And we know this takes place after most of Rebels, right? After everything of Rebels, except for this very end scene, mm-hmm. right? Because Rebels takes place before A New Hope. This takes place six years after uh, Return of the Jedi. But, like, you know, because of it being live action, they had to make, like, her Leku a lot shorter. Yeah. Right? Like, they were down to her waist in Rebels. Right. And now they're, like, not. Like, halfway Wait, down to her waist. Yeah. So, Ahsoka Wait, looks a we, lot... Do we... Did we know that Ahsoka was was alive before Mando? We didn't know how long. Well, we knew that she was alive at some point after Return of the Jedi. Because that's when that last scene of Rebels takes place. Because Sabine is saying, like, the war has ended. And now we're going to go look for Ezra, right? Like, Ezra's been missing now for how many years, right? I, yeah, I never like, realized been missing how many for years. years. I didn't... And I, I thought... I never realized how few years were in between Rebels and The Mandalorian. Right. Like I thought it was like eight, 10, eight, 20. Seven, eight, but yeah. no, it's it's less than 10. You're yeah, insane. less than 10. Ezra? Ezra is insane. <laughs> I love it. I love she what he did. Old Thrawn, he's like, hey, want to take a trip to outer space? Yeah, we're out of here. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, sure. All right, let's <laughs> go. Uh, it's the awesome. game. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, a lot to think about there. And... Uh, yeah. Uh, so Ish had something to say about the episode too. He said, "Haha, Baby Yoda finally has a name, Grogu." The thing with a lot of people are like thinking Grogu is 
like a bad name uh-huh. if you say baby grogu it makes it all better because it still has the same <laughs> syllables of baby yoda still has the baby in it mm, yeah. just baby grogu and it sounds adorable when you say yeah. baby in front of it baby yeah. grogu baby grogu baby grogu yeah i like grogu uh it's growing on me yeah grow <laughs> it'll grow on goo too <laughs> look look at his face yeah just search him up yeah look at his face and say grogu over and over again like yeah. 10 times yeah. get used put to your it. phone down shut it off next time you watch mando you're gonna be like oh grogu grogu's <laughs> such a cute name he's so cute do you uh, think do you think mando's gonna call him grogu no when when he needs to get his attention, he will. Yeah. Because I love that. Whenever he said Grogu, then well, you know. Yeah, that was <laughs> Grogu so would like look up at <laughs> him like, like, "Oh, hey, you're saying my name? You're saying my name? Wow, <laughs> this is strange." So happy. It was He's so like, cute. I, I can get his Yay! attention now. Yeah. If only I knew what his name was when I was trying to tell him to connect those wires, I could have said <laughs> Grogu. <laughs> don't connect. The, don't hit the two wires together, and then he would have listened. All right, so uh, Ish says, odd name if you ask me, but it's Star Wars and they have the best names. I didn't really like this episode, and Ahsoka did not really seem that smooth of a Jedi until the end where they duel. All right. So we really, have I nine. Think at the beginning, she seemed super cool. We have nine saying, oh my gosh, Ahsoka was awesome. The only thing that was off maybe a little bit was the voice. We have Ish saying, I didn't think she seemed that smooth until the very end. Uh, what did we think of Ahsoka? Liam. We think you need to stop talking smack about the best Jedi in the world. What did you think of... Let's let's rephrase that. What did you think of Rosario Dawson's portrayal of Ahsoka? And Dave Filoni directing a live-action Ahsoka. And the story that was written for the introduction of Ahsoka into live-action. How do you feel about that? Uh, the voice was off, and the voice was off, and I just wanted to say that just because you're wise and old and you're smart now and you're wise and you're all done with your training doesn't mean you can still be a fun person. I mean, it doesn't mean you can't be a fun person. Mm-hmm. Like, she was so fun, and then in this, she's mm. just like, oh, I'm smart now. I have stuff in my brain, so now I can't be fun. Was she Was she fun in Rebels? No. Maybe it was at the end of the Clone Wars where she really had some tough experiences and yeah, it just yeah. kind of changed her. Okay. So you don't think she was funny I just Rebels. think she wasn't. I just wish she was more funny. Okay. Okay. Anna, how did you feel about it? Uh, I think it was good. It yeah. could have been better, but uh-huh. I think I'm just so used to animated Ahsoka and I love Ahsoka so much. Uh-huh. It's hard for me to think very very well about uh live action Ahsoka when i'm not really used to it because yeah. the voice is different she looks different mm-hmm. she acts a little bit different so i don't know yeah. i feel like live action characters from animation they don't always seem like the animated character yeah yeah um but overall i think it was good maybe okay. that's why they didn't bring sabine in yeah. She's a very interesting character. Well, but the person who played Sabine in in, in Rebels, in Rebels yeah. could easily play her in real life too, because she looks well, like her. She could do it. Yeah. She could. Yeah, she could totally yeah. do it. Yeah. I have only watched it once, but I have to say I'm pretty underwhelmed by. 
Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. Yeah. And and it it hurts me to say that, and I don't like to be negative, but I just thought, wow, that looks like Ahsoka. Well, it looks like Ahsoka from like the end of the Clone Wars. It doesn't even look like Ahsoka from Rebels, which is you know four year, uh, eight years before this, maybe seven years before this, uh, or no, eight or nine years before this. Um, but I get that it's live action. You know, you gotta make some concessions. You know, and and like if she's gonna be physical and do lightsaber fighting, you can't have these big long leku hanging down at your waist. You know, I get that. Um, but I felt like she wasn't. I don't know. I just I felt like she wasn't trying. To be Ahsoka, like she wasn't acting. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> like how Rosario I felt. Rosario Dawson I was just being like, Rosario Dawson. I didn't feel like she was being Rosario Dawson really. I just felt like she was being a character. Uh huh. She wasn't really trying to be Ahsoka. Right, and this is even weirder because Dave Filoni was directing her. So yeah, like, I know. Like I'm gonna say that, and then someone would say, "Well, okay, well Dave Filoni thought it was good enough, and he helped create Ahsoka, right?" And I get that, but I just think. You know, Rosario Dawson is a fairly famous actor, right? And I feel like Dave Filoni is not a famous director. <laughs> um, you know, he's a he's a director who's used to animation. So I don't know how well he, how you know, how he's not a seasoned live action director, right? Well, so I don't think he got the performance out of her that we deserved as fans of Ahsoka. Which sounds very entitled and stuff. I, I realize that, but like, we love Ahsoka. I love her. Yeah, and I know. I I watched this and I just I didn't feel anything for Ahsoka, and that makes me so sad because I I, I so wanted Same. to see her in live action, but it just seemed so flat. And like she didn't. Here's the thing. I I I know what you're saying, Liam, with the funny, right? Or or kind of like a like lighthearted kind of. Just like the personality. But she, yeah, but also she wasn't. She wasn't. Um, in Rebels, she was. St- non Star Wars fans. So many non Star Wars fans are watching Mandalorian. They they. Half the people watching the show don't know who Ahsoka is. I know. Is. This I is know. their first introduction. Like, they're to like, oh, right. look, it's Ahsoka. Dang this such a cool character right you know they don't think so yep. i'm just i'm just happy for them you know yeah oh they yeah didn't, if they didn't have anything before they can't miss it out on it this time true yeah and also if they're watching the mandalorian they have access to the clone wars and rebels on that same platform disney plus mm-hmm. and so they might think who's ahsoka and Oh my gosh, if that makes people go back and watch the Clone Wars and Rebels who haven't seen it yet, that's, that's true. awesome. I know. It's <laughs> so yeah. awesome that it's right there for them to watch. Yeah. We don't have to be like, oh, it's too bad you missed Clone Wars because she was really great in that. No, you could just go back and watch Clone Wars. It's right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think A one season thing... in between every Mandalorian episode. You got this. I believe in you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. It'll only take one week. <laughs> um. But I think, Liam, I think what maybe you were trying to get at was, like, Ahsoka is a kind and a a warm character, right? Like, she's someone who is sentimental, right? And she is in touch with her her feelings, and that's great. Yeah, I feel like her personality kind of got lost in the live action. Right, we didn't see, like, she never mentioned caring about the people who lived in that town. And right. that does not seem like Ahsoka to me, right? And 
Some people took issue with the fact that she said she wouldn't train Grogu because she, because he he is attached and that could lead to darkness. And of course that was a reference to Anakin. And some people criticized that, saying that Ahsoka wouldn't feel that way because she realizes that the Jedi were wrong when it came to attachments, right? Right. But but also she was honoring the attachment that Grogu has with the Mandalorian. Yeah. So in that I way, I like ways. that. I think of it both ways. Yeah, yeah. At first, I thought of it the way of like, come on, Ahsoka, really? Yeah. I thought you understood the attachment thing. Right. But, but I think at the end of the episode, then we see she does understand the attachment yeah. thing. And that's why she wants Grogu to stay with the Mandalorian. Right. And I have a feeling... He already knows how to whatever, use the force. He'll just get better at it without training still. Mm, well, she says that without training, people can lose the ability to use the force. That's what oh. she said. So, Or it gets weakened. So I think maybe... I don't know who he's going to see when he sits on that scene stone or whatever they called it uh, at that Jedi temple on I Ossus. hope it's not Luke. Honestly. You know who I hope it is? Barasafi. That would be so cool. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be so cool. I mean, she's not a Jedi, right? She was imprisoned because she framed Ahsoka. Yeah. But wouldn't that be amazing? And then, like, when Ahsoka ends up meeting up with them again, like, she finds that Barasafi is training Grogu, and she's like, wait, she's that's like, not what, what I meant. I didn't want this. What the heck is this? <laughs> she framed me. She almost kicked me out of the Jedi. Uh,. But it would also be cool if it was Ezra. Who knows? It would be cool if it was Ezra, but I don't think Ezra would. I mean, they haven't. We haven't seen him since Rebels. So, like, why would he come back now for that? Right. One thing that. Oh yeah, I I asked you to remind me about force healing. Mm, uh, yes. So Grogu did Grogu learn force healing while he was at the Jedi Temple? Oh, true. And if that's the case, is that something that was taught regularly to Jedi? And we just didn't really know well, too much. I mean, we did. We have seen some Force If healing. it was taught regularly to Jedi, Obi-Wan would have known and he would have healed Qui-Gon. Yeah, unless he just hadn't learned how to do it. I maybe. mean, Obi-Wan did sort of Force heal Luke a little bit in A New Hope, I think, when Luke was knocked down and he kind of um, put his hand on his forehead and then Luke woke up. Um, yeah. You know, I think there's a certain level of it. I ah. think uh, Anakin did it one time in, in Clone Wars. He helped force heal Ahsoka oh. in Mortis on Mortis, I think. But you know what's what happens in Mortis kind of stays in Mortis, you know. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I thought that was interesting and uh, interesting that Grogu was. You know, it's kind of fun to watch the prequels and imagine that he's somewhere in that yeah. Jedi Temple at that time. Uh, what I'm gonna what I was gonna say was I, I was didn't say, think about that. I need to next time with you. Oh, there's an image of, of Anakin. Oh my god! <laughs> I saw someone photoshopped. Oh no! Someone, no! No! <laughs> no! Please. Someone photoshopped Grogu hiding behind a chair in uh, a Revenge of the Sith when Anakin comes in. And there's all that. and says in that all the younglings are there, you know, yeah. but somehow Grogu escaped, right? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so just to finish off our talk of Ahsoka because it's a pretty big deal. Uh, Ashley Eckstein wrote on Instagram: "To understand Ahsoka Tano is to understand what she means to people. 
Millions of people are meeting Ahsoka for the first time after watching her in The Mandalorian, and I'm excited for them to hopefully go back and watch her journey in The Clone Wars and Rebels. Millions of fans already know that Ahsoka and her presence has come to mean more to them than words in a script. I feel that that's just a little bit of shade. Because <laughs> I feel like what we saw on the screen were just words in a script. I don't know if that's what she meant. I don't think she's actually <laughs> criticizing Rosario Dawson's performance, but I feel like maybe maybe she was hoping for a little more. I I honestly for I'm, her character. I think Ashley Eckstein should have been Ahsoka. I do. I, and so. at, at the time when Rosario Dawson was announced, I didn't feel that way. I was like, of course they picked somebody else. But now, I do. I do wish. I yeah. We had Ashley. Yeah. She is um, Ahsoka. Yeah. She has same if qualities they as Ahsoka. If asked her, would she say yes, though? Good question. And did they ask her, and did she say no? No, they didn't ask her. She would have said yes. Also, mm-hmm. we don't know it has come out that... Yeah, uh, yeah we have to talk about it. Uh, so Rosario Dawson had, has, and her mom have a lawsuit against them a transgender man who worked for them and was a friend of Rosario Dawson's before he was a transgender man, um, worked for the family and something happened and he filed a lawsuit that said that they intentionally misgendered him repeatedly and that they actually, um, ended up like beating him up, like tackling him to the floor and beating on him. And like, it's a it's an that accusation is, it's yeah. a very serious accusation yeah. and it was a lawsuit that had many different parts to it that kind of said this happened then this happened right and all of the parts have been thrown out by a judge because there wasn't enough evidence for them Maybe except to do better except for the parts where they beat him up and um so they took out the place <sighs> where the, he, they were misgendering him but the judge did, but the judge hasn't yet thrown out the part where he, he said that they beat him up and Rosario Dawson has come out and said, none of this is true. And, uh, she has been, um, given awards by LGBTQ organizations in the past for being an ally and for speaking out. She is by. Yeah. Um, but that so, doesn't. Just because someone's I know. gay doesn't mean they I support know. trans people. She has, she she says that she does. So, but I just think it's something that usually, right, when someone accuses someone, people don't do that lightly. And, no. like, it costs money to do that. And, like... Can't lie about that. That's you can not, lie about that. That's but not why okay. would someone no, I know. do that? Right. I, we shouldn't assume that? that people are lying, right? Lying you should, in the first place isn't okay, but about that? I know, just, I know. I know, so, it's like the Me Too movement. It is like the Me Too movement, right? We need to like we take just assume they're accusations lying just seriously. just it's a big accusation. Right. However, it's okay to reserve judgment. It's not our place to judge. Right. It just means that we have to take it seriously mm-hmm. when someone accuses someone else of something like this. And... You know, transgender people in this country are some of the most vulnerable, abused people in this country. Yeah. So it happens a lot. So when someone accuses someone else of doing it, it seems like that's probably true because it does happen a lot, right? So, but I'm not saying it's true and I hope it's not. 
you know right i just i just hope it's not because i hope it's not but then at the same time i want you know this this person to if it is to true, get though, justice like Mando if it's do true better i know but they didn't know that was this well, put out before it's been it's they, been hanging around there for a while yeah well, so i know better. i know so anyway um i mean i understand I just, that there's really nothing you can do about um gina carano like you can't just fire her she's already a giant character well actually you, can't you could, just fire and you could recast yeah there's a there's a show that i watch that i i heard i haven't watched all of it so i'm not really reading too much news about it but uh the main character in the show the main character hey everyone just wanted to fact check myself uh the actor who i'm talking about here is not actually the main character in the expanse i was wrong about that i had just read a headline and i didn't want to read more because i didn't want to be spoiled because i hadn't finished uh, the most recent season of The Expanse. Um, there's a season that's going to be coming out in like a week, uh, and that one will still have this actor in because they've already shot it, but going forward they're going to put out a final season, uh, season six, and that season uh, he will not be in. They're either going to write him out or they're going to recast him, but either way they are taking the allegations very seriously many people have come out and said this person did some awful things and so the show and the company said well then this person will not work on the show so just wanted to clear that up uh it was not the main actor but one of the main actors on the expanse has been accused of something that was awful and the expanse said we're recasting him he's gone we don't support that and someone else is going to take his place. The main character. And, you know, so it can be done. And It should be done. I think it should be if, yeah. If it was bad. If we're, if we're, if we're you know, if, if the allegations are being like, yeah, if they're true. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, obviously, we can't just take every single person's word. Right, of course. No matter what, right? Like, we can't do that. But if, if, if there's enough proof, right... If there's enough, you know, if there's enough, like, sincerity behind it, and I, I do feel like we need to take people at their word as much as we can, right? Yeah. So It's hard. It is. It is super tricky. And You and, know, if someone's telling the truth and you don't believe them, that's, that's not okay. Well, if someone's saying something that's a fact and you don't believe facts, that's not right. okay. Because people have different truths, right? They do. Like, it's it, something that's true to me and might not be true to you. For example, chocolate ice cream is the best ice cream. That might not be true Vanilla for you. Ice cream. Right? Okay, so, so I'm just saying, chocolate. like, truth and facts are two different things, I feel that's, like. Right? Yeah, that's so, true. anyway, moving on. Ashley also Ooh. says, I know. In Star Wars The Clone Wars, Ahsoka became the eyes of the audience. Viewers experienced the show through Ahsoka, and even though these stories happened in a galaxy far, far away, her feelings and emotions are very relatable to our everyday lives. Ahsoka's strength has inspired, changed, and literally saved millions of lives all over the world. In turn, Ahsoka has become a beacon of hope, light, and genuine goodness. Everyone's relationship with Ahsoka is very different because she triggers the memory of a certain point in a person's life when she has inspired them. Even in the darkest of times, Ahsoka brings people joy, and that's what truly matters. Ahsoka's taught us that you don't need to carry a sword to be powerful. 
And Dave Filoni reminded me that kindness is powerful. After 12 years, and hopefully many more to come, of having Ahsoka in our lives, Ahsoka lives in all of us now. I am blown away by everyone's kindness. I've read all your messages, DMs, comments, text messages, and emails. And to say thank you does not even feel adequate enough to express what your kind words mean to me. It's my wish that Ahsoka continues to bring people joy, light, and most importantly, hope. This is the way of Ahsoka Tano. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty great. I actually read that already. (laughs) No, I know. I saw you liked it on Instagram. (laughs) Of course you did. uh, And just to cap it off, a very short tweet that kind of summed up how I felt. Uh, by Jewel at GreenBlue86. Ahsoka was amazing in that episode, but she was missing a little something. That something was Ashley Eckstein. (laughs) Very, very true. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I don't mean to be a spoil sport or a negative Nancy or (laughs) whatever you want to call me, but um, yeah, I just felt like something something was wrong. Yeah. What hurts you? What you just said. A negative Nancy? I'm that just hurts. I'm just sad. <laughs> is that cringy? Yeah. A negative Nelly? Is that better? I'm saying I'm not mad or yeah. anything. I'm just disappointed. I wish that there was... I wish I enjoyed Ahsoka more and I wish Ashley Eckstein was... Because, you know, when else are we going to see Ahsoka in live action? Well, I mean, there's a rumor out there that they're developing a full TV show. That would be amazing. And I don't know. They'd probably get Rosario Dawson to play her again. I'm sure it'd be Rosario Dawson. I'm I'm more than, I'd be more than willing to have someone else play her. Uh, So, uh, you know, either way, I want Ahsoka. Yes, I want more Ahsoka. So that's, you know, I'll take a live action Ahsoka with Rosario Dawson. Like that's that's fine, right? Because um, Ahsoka, unless still of course this you know hope. this lawsuit continues and right, you know, like that, then I don't want her to ever work again. Um, all right. Well, on that note, uh, thank you for listening Leave off, to oh, episode one hundred. <laughs> no, it's not. This it's is okay, a good it's podcast. Okay. It was okay. a sad one. I know. Okay. We brought up so much sad stuff. Mm, <laughs> it's okay, but also good stuff. Yes, yeah, also good yeah, stuff. Good stuff too. Thank you so much for listening to episode one hundred and seventy-nine of Children of the Force. And as always, thank you to those who support us over on Patreon.com/slash Children of the Force. Your support allows us to do this podcast and to make it better. If you'd like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter. At Force Children. Our Facebook is? Children of the Force. Our email address is? Forcechildren at gmail.com. Our website is? Childrenoftheforce.com. And go over to speakpipe.com slash children of the force and leave us a voicemail that we'd love to play on the show. And finally, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen to us. Uh, five stars really helps the show get into more people's ears. We'd really appreciate it. All right, for Children of the Force, I'm Al. I'm Anna. I'm Liam. And may, may the, the Force be with you.